Bring out Elizabeth Selwyn. The tortured souls cried out in agony as the flames mounted higher and higher. Burn, witch, burn, witch, burn, burn, burn. Those I've said of Stone's day, the actual practice of witchcraft in the 17th century. Yeah, so I agree with the first statement. As much as you loved The Last of Us and it was excellent, go ahead. Go ahead. I would, I would say that the first season, the first season of The Walking Dead was way better. That's a bold statement. It is a bold statement because unfortunately, as I was telling my brother, the uh, last several seasons of The Walking Dead were so awful, unfortunately, so redundant and just not good at all that I think it kind of ruined the um the front the what was achieved by the first like maybe three seasons. I think when they went went pretty far. I'd say that uh what they went to the town with the um who was the who was the first real bad guy? Uh oh the the, uh, uh, the governor. The governor, right? I think that was a good season. Not great, but I stopped watching it about the fourth season. So I know you hung around much longer than that. I, I hung around till the second season past uh, Alexandria. So when they accelerated the timeline ahead, like eight years or whatever the hell. It oh, was. see, I didn't oh, even yeah. know that that happened. They, they accelerated the timeline. And in fact, you know what? Um, they're the baby. What um, Judith yeah. um, was like 12 years old. Or something oh. to that effect. So yeah, so oh. they accelerated the timeline. That season, I dropped out. I was like, wow. I just, I just, I can't because they lost me when they killed off Carl. Carl and I, Carl was the son. Was Rick? Oh son. yeah, 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 yeah. That's when right. they killed off Carl, I was like, I'm, I'm really fucking done, and I was just on fumes at that point because yeah. it was, it was, it was poor writing. Um, yeah. I felt like they were just phoning it in at that point. Like, oh, you know, right. we're beholden, we're beholden to keep this show going as long as we can. Um, right. Because I was obsessed. I love The Walking Dead. I love the, the, the comic to, books. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that much into it. I never read the comic. But the first uh, season, I remember looking forward to every single episode. The Me beginning too. music, I was like, get excited. I was like, oh, my God. You know, like, it was just like it was an event. Like, it was yeah. like, okay, here we go. You know, this Dude, is, it was a big deal. We had watch parties. We would go to yeah. my sister's house or people would come over my house. When, the, right. like, every season premiere or season finale, we would have, uh, we would bake different horror-themed or zombie-themed desserts or food yeah, or whatever. that's awesome. Like, we were, like, all in on The Walking right, Dead. Right. I mean, yeah. and when I say watch party, I don't mean virtual. I mean, we would yeah, go to each yeah, other's houses. Yeah, yeah. this is so, long before COVID or anything like that. Oh, yeah. my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, it was... I, man, I remember it was... Man, that show, it was just the... And that's the thing, is that excitement, I, I think especially with the first like maybe two because i dropped off uh at uh terminal mm. i dropped off at about maybe the middle of that season i think it was the fourth season or so oh when they were cannibals and they were that was good man it was uh, you know what i think it started out good 
Um, it was actually, I think it was the episode right after he was like, tainted meat, tainted meat. That one guy who, <laughs> yeah, yeah, how he had got bitten and then he ended up, uh, you know, uh, having the cannibals eat, I don't know, like his leg or something like that. But um, yeah, after that, like, I remember I was several episodes down, like where I, I had needed to catch up. And I was like, you know what? I don't really I'm just need not to. feeling it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You missed so that. They were, they yeah. were some good episodes after that. I, and you know, I mean, I tried to stick with it and I love the show. Um, you know, um, I, I know a lot of people that did stick with it up until the very last episode yeah. and good, more power to them. Uh, but you know, it, it got so to the point where I just didn't care anymore. Exactly. And exactly. so I was like, I had to move on. I was, I love season one. The, those are the tightest six oh episodes. Oh God. The oh writing God. was so solid. Oh, but look, yeah. Frank Darabont. I mean, exactly. enough said. Enough exactly. said. The guy's a genius screenplay writer and yep. a genius director. The guy doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, once uh, they, uh, once they got rid of him, I think that was it. It was over. It yeah. was just, uh, yeah. It was just kind of, it was a slow descent, but it was still a descent, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. And there were some, you know, when they, they killed off a lot of these other characters and then they brought into like the whisperers. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but, no. um, they would dress up in zombie skin. And so oh. they, they would wear zombies, you know, like as masks and they would yeah. cover themselves in, in, you know, gore or whatever to, to blend in with right, the other right, zombies right. to the point where yeah. they would travel in the packs going from location to location. Um, right. There was a scene that I'll never forget that I thought was the most, probably one of the most well done, truly scary scenes was when they were like in a, um, in a cemetery and they did, they were having trouble discerning who were the zombies and who were these whisperers. Um, oh. And they were fighting amongst you know these these people and it was done so well i really enjoyed it so there was a there yeah. were scenes you know it wasn't all shit but right right it fell apart i i agree with you 100 percent. and i think the reason for me honestly also is if you're gonna have a you know st a story you know about zombies at least all right with the last of us there is a a purpose a final goal at least with the first season right of getting this girl to said location for whatever purpose, right? There yeah. is that goal. But with Walking Dead is that it was just about the survival and how long can you stretch that out for, you know? I mean, it yeah. just didn't, it seemed like there just wasn't enough of a goal other than just surviving. And you can't, you know, I mean, how, how long could that go for? You just can't do it. It doesn't, you know. Apparently 10, 10 seasons. 10 seasons. Crazy. I'm pretty sure that that was 10 seasons and they split yeah. up the last season into two separate seasons. Like they did it, oh, like they broke it up. Yeah. And so they had a mid season yeah. finale and then they came back and it was like, it was like the never ending season. I don't know yeah, all the details yeah. about it because like right. I said, I, I tuned out after tuned a while, out. but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think a lot of people felt like I was a fan of the video game for the last of us. I played it on my own and then i ended up replaying it with sebastian on the remastered version of yeah. the game 
I I love the game. I was a huge fan okay. when I found out they were making a movie out of it. I was still all in on it. I was like, oh, no. then I, I, I thought it was going to be a movie rather. And then I found out it was an HBO series, which made me even more excited because yeah. Game of Thrones was done so well. I'm like, if they do this right, it right. You know, they won't they won't have to pull punches because it's cable. Right. Um, and so I wasn't disappointed at all. I thought it was a great season. Some people were like, oh, you know what? It's okay. It seems derivative. You know, it seems like I'm like, well, it has, you know, the similar apocalyptic tropes that other zombie movies ha have, but it's the characters for me right. and the actors right. that portrayed them were brilliant. I thought, yeah. I thought everything about it, I was all in on. I, I just yeah. thought it was so solid, you know? Yeah. Um, so it I'm looking was... forward to season two. Oh, absolutely. I think it's uh, definitely something to look forward to. They, um, the writer, uh, Craig Mason, uh, the writer, uh, uh, he directed several of the episodes. He actually has a very popular um, screenwriting podcast. I think oh, it's yeah? like the top, yeah, the top screenwriting podcast is uh, him and uh, this other guy named John August, who, uh, oh, well, you know, they we'll have to tune into also, that. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, uh, it's been around for a while, it's been around for several years. So mm. it's, it's actually a very good, uh, very good screen, um, a screenwriting podcast. Well, we could take some pointers from them. We should listen in because we're uh, coming yeah. up with another one of our own uh, shorts very soon. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, yeah. We got to yeah. start start coming up with some ideas because I know where Ramsey's biting at the, uh, what is it? Uh, chomping at the bit. Chomping at the bit. Yeah. Uh, uh, trying to get to do, you know, uh, get something creative going, you know? Yeah. Well, so, we will yeah. see. We will see. So I know we're trying to relaunch our podcast and, you know, get back into it. We had some, you know, personal things happening and life gets in the way. And so since we're working stiffs, you know, we uh, we are back in action. And hopefully this is the beginning of, you know, continued and steady releases. So uh, hope you guys can start to tune in again. And we will be pushing on social media, on Instagram and elsewhere. So hopefully people, uh, we can get the word out. So uh, this episode is kind of a, a, a horror adjacent episode because there are some horror elements about this, but it's primarily a fantasy story and one um, from the Middle Ages, actually from the late 13th, early 14th century, I believe. And so uh, this is The Green Knight Yes. And uh, yes. So directed by um, David Lowry, I think it is. Yep. David Lowry uh, starring Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton uh, and others. You know, uh, this. Well, just to preface, we always have spoilers. And obviously this movie is not a recent release, but it's still a few years young. And in case you have not seen The Green Knight yet then I would suggest pausing this because we're going to spoil some of these things uh, and give and give away some things that have taken place to discuss the tale. So pause it now, check out the movie. I recommend it um, yes. before, before you listen to this. So uh, go ahead and do that and then come back and listen to the rest. So for those of you who have already seen it, I will let Omar speak his piece first. So lay it on me, man. What'd you think? It was, I, I thought it was very interesting. Um, it definitely kept my attention throughout, you know, it was, it was very well written. 
acting was great. All you know, all the um, technical stuff, cinematography, writing, all that stuff was top notch. Uh, very interesting. It was. Um, I I I'd, I'd actually read the um, story about the Green Knight um, in the past. Not not the not the story itself, but about it. You know the history of you know how the story goes, and and it pretty. Uh, you know, obviously it, there were some differences they had to do for, for, uh, you know, cinematic reasons, but, um, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty interesting movie. Very, uh, very artsy, you know, like it's not like very cut, cut and dry medieval, you know, like it, mm -hmm. it sort of went a little into the, um, I think when they, when he went to that, um, that, that one castle, uh, it, it looked almost more Renaissance than medieval, you know, especially yes. with, with the paintings and uh, the uh, tapestry and all that kind of stuff. But, um, but it was, it was really enjoyable. I liked it. I thought it was yeah. uh, very well acted, well written, everything. No, I, I completely agree with all of the above. I thought it was just a solid release. <clears throat> Excuse me. And a 24 is probably yeah. one of my favorite, um, studios currently studio excuse me yeah like <laughs> yeah. One of the, everything that they have released i have found maybe not a hundred percent to my liking but they i i have always latched on to a lot of the the films released by them and there's I, i'm always at least um in for something interesting right uh you know and, and, and definitely least, interesting I, oh yeah i mean this is not so coming from a fantasy movie uh you know uh watcher i was avidly watching excalibur as a kid um and not to mention anything else that if it involved knights or dragons and it didn't matter even if it was you know historically accurate or or not you know i was still all in on the content and i couldn't get enough of it sword and the sorcerer um crawl you know, you name oh, yeah, the, crawl. I mean, even Lucio Fulci, who uh, did Zombie and House by the Cemetery, he has his own fantasy movie uh, called Conquest. And I was totally enamored of that movie, Conquest. And we should actually check that one out, too. Maybe we'll do a, a run of uh, fantasy films. But yeah. um, so when I heard about um, The Green Knight and and the, the premise, I was like, oh, you know, I'm all in on this. I can't wait to see it. And I you know foolishly missed out on seeing it in the theater and i re i regret it because it just mm. that that really would have been the definitive way to see this but for those of you who are unfamiliar with the story of the green knight i'll just do a quick synopsis so an epic fantasy adventure based on the timeless arthurian legend the green knight tells the story of sir gawain King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew who embarks on a daring quest to confront the eponymous Green Knight, a gigantic emerald-skinned stranger and tester of men. Gowan contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, uh, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family, kingdom, uh, and by facing dangers and the ultimate challenger. Um, this is definitely, like you said, it's not a hundred percent true to the original written tale, but I don't think it had to be. And what I, no. I really enjoyed about this is this is, um, you know, in, I, I read up, uh, Le Mort d'Artour, which is basically collected tales, uh, from the middle ages about the legends of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And, 
the uh, you know the, the the questing beast, the quest for mm-hmm. the Holy Grail. Many of these quests were um, you know they symbolized the inner journey, the hero's journey, where you you have to go dig deep within yourself, and you know right. to become the man that you need to be. Uh, an honorable knight in order to vanquish whatever the you know that beast or um to achieve the you know the quest the ends mm. and so this green knight is a tester of men and this is not an easy film it's not easily digestible and i think when you get right. a film like right. this it doesn't it it's and i'm not disparaging um superhero movies right because i watch them too i enjoy the hell out of them um but what those movies don't do is allow you time to think exactly not at all (laughs) there's you know your the movie starts off and there's action right from the beginning there's there's very little downtime there's no quiet contemplation there are no scenes of introspection these these movies are external those heroes go out with with hammers or laser eyes and they just you know conquer the enemy sometimes the enemy isn't conquerable and and not in not in the traditional means sometimes the enemy is within and in order to conquer him you have to you have to spend time to think about who you are and who you want to become and in this movie i think david lowry crushes the those ideals and in this movie what i loved about um is you know you see king arthur and you know he has excalibur and he and he's strong he wields the you know the sword of kings um and might makes right you know what i mean like he himself was probably one of those types of heroes in a marvel movie this is this is a King Arthur in his winter years. Yeah. Here's a, here's a King Arthur that has seen Camelot rise to power, has seen his knights vanquish, uh, you know, the evil in the land, so to speak. Right. Right. And he, and he's old and he's tired. He can't, he can't, he's frail. Right. He can't, he can't even wield Excalibur any longer. Right. 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 And there's a part of me when I first saw it. I mean, he's he, even the actor. Um, and I'm sorry that I, I don't I don't remember the actor real, uh, but I can look it up real fast. Um, yeah. The Sean Harris is the is mm-hmm. the actor. He plays King Arthur. Brilliant actor. And right. um, so Sean Harris plays this role where King Arthur um, is. Sometimes I feel like he downplays even the strength to speak. You know, like he's right. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It, it's um, almost like he's pulling his 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 voice in, you know. Just yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So here we have a a you know King Arthur, and and even to the point, and I don't know if you got this, and uh, maybe this was just me, but um, you know, King Arthur, and and the ideal of of incest um was so prevalent yes. in these in these tales. Yeah, I think King, you're. I think I know where you're going with this. Okay, okay. So King Arthur. Um, calls his knights. It's Christmas Day, and all the knights of the Round Table are gathered, and they're sitting amongst the table. And uh, Arthur calls Gowan over and and says, "You know, talk to me. Tell me about your tale. You know." And he's like, "Tell mm-hmm. me, you know, your tales about you." And he's like, "I don't have any. I don't have any tales." Right. And right. and Queen Guinevere is like, "Yet, you don't right. have them yet. Right. You know." Right. So he's like, "And you know, I I regret 
you know, King Arthur's like, I regret not um, knowing about you and spending the time to get to know you um, prior to now. He's like, but I'm, I'm here. I'm building bridges. He right, tells him. Right. Right. And I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to, you know, come sit by my side. And Gowan's like, I, I feel like that's not my place. Right. And, and he's like, maybe not but today it is this is christmas right. day and i'm building right. bridges today and he's like you know and he's like i'm i just want i just want greatness for you mm. and it's these tender moments from king arthur but it felt like he was saying this to his son yes and and not just his nephew right did you get that did you get that because because his mother, his mother, and this is a different, you know, the difference in the in the text, but this, um, these little subtle differences from from the actual text of the Green Knight of Ga right. Gowan and the Green Knight, and this is really what I think David Lowry shined because he made yeah. Morgan Le Fay or yes. Morgana, he makes right. her the you know um, Gowan's mother, and thereby. Right creating yeah. that incestuous tie and even yes. later on after and we'll get to you know the you know how he takes on this quest but even later on before he um uh goes out king arthur comes to visit gowan after you know the events of christmas day and he sits down with him and he starts talking to him and you know Morgan Le Fay gets up and leaves the room, and it's almost like you know he's his, it's a father and son type right, conversation, right? Right, exactly. And the yeah, funny so thing is, yeah, the funny thing uh, also is that throughout the movie, first of all, Arthur is never uh, his name is never spoken. It's they never say Arthur. They never say Guinevere, and they never say Morgan Le Fay. <laughs> so Ever. They don't, yeah, they don't say that, but you kind of assume through their behaviors, through, you know, who they are, that you know, obviously, this is Arthur. And, you right. know, the mother, you're not so sure, but because of what she does, because of her, you know, capabilities, you know, okay, there's clearly... I don't think there's any other character than uh, Morgan Le Fay, you know? A hundred percent. And then you even, find even, out later, obviously... Yeah. Yeah, it's even spelled, uh, spelled uh, yeah, right, right. Even uh, the uh, what's his name, Merlin, is that's got to be Merlin that comes in. But again, he's never given a name. You know, right. exactly. So, very cool. Very, uh, I like you know that that was actually very, uh, very interesting what they did there. Yeah, I think you know, I got lost in this movie at first, and I started watching. I'm like, you know, it's this is a, a very when you when you define a movie by the term slow burn, this oh, is yeah. a very slow burn. But uh, I, that also um, implies that there is uh, the action builds, and yes. and the action does build somewhat. Right, right. So the um, this. Christmas it's, celebration. Yeah. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to say the movie is, uh, I mean, that's, this is the A24 version of a medieval adventure. You know what I mean? Yes, so, exactly. It's, yeah. It's, so it's ambiguous throughout yeah, the tale. Yeah. And here's the, here's what I love about this. So, so Gowan is mm -hmm. not a knight yet. And he makes that right. plain. I'm not a knight. I'm not a knight. Right. You know? and, right. And right. even the other characters that he meets along the way, they're like, you're no knight. Yep. And some of them are doing that on purpose because of the mm -hmm. decisions that he makes. But his first decision 
that he makes is Christmas Day. He goes to fight the Green Knight. The Green Knight comes in to you know kind of interrupts the ceremony. And remember, he's the tester of men. Right. And so the Green Knight comes down and says, "Whom I, I challenge any knight in this room? Like uh, we're going to give like for like." So basically, and King Arthur says plainly, "This is a game." And he's right. like, "Is yes. it?" Yes. He goes, "Well, yeah, it's the makings of a game." So, um, the Green Knight comes in, challenges him. And, uh, you know, Gowan says, who's rash, you know, and he's trying to make a name for himself. He's not yet a knight. And he's thinking, all right, I'm going to prove myself. And so he says, I challenge you. Okay, I I will I will do this. And so the, the game is, you know, uh, sword blow for sword blow. I'm, you, right. you, you lay, you know, whatever you uh, attack upon me, but whatever you do to me, I'm going to return to you in one year's in time. Year. Yeah. So he goes up against the Green Knight who lays his weapon down and then basically puts his neck out. Yeah. And and he's unarmed at this point. Yeah. And, you know, he says, face me, you know, basically he says, you know, I challenge thee, you know, stand and face me. What is this? Uh, is this uh, uh, some kind of joke or are you insulting me? Um, And so he just stands there silent. And so he takes advantage of an arm, unarmed opponent. That's not chivalrous at all. Exactly. And so he starts this quest by doing something that's pretty dastardly. You know, this yep. is not this is not an honorable night. And and he, and prior to this, he spends his day Christmas Eve whoring. Yep. He's he's with prostitutes. And let's face it, even. Essel, who's the woman that they they have a connection, obviously she loves him and he cares. I believe he cares for her, but he's unwilling to say it. Mm -hmm. He's with prostitutes all night and drinking and carousing. And even after he goes to the church in the morning, Essel kind of has to push him towards going to church. Right. And so he comes home and and the mother, Morgan Le Fay, is like, oh, where have you been? He's like, oh, at mass. And she's like all night long. And she's like, yeah, you smell like you've been at mass. Meanwhile, he's been banging and, and drinking and carousing his way through the evening, you know? Um, and so even at the beginning of that, and we'll maybe I'll mention this real fast, even in the, in the distance on Christmas morning, Camelot is on fire. One of the buildings is a mess. Of yeah. Fire. Yeah. I, I, so, I forgot about that. It's kind of like, yeah, at the very beginning goes like, this right. Strange. Right. Yeah. So anyway, back to the thing. So he decapitates King Arthur gives him his sword and says, here, go ahead. You can use Excalibur. He doesn't mention it, but he gives him Excalibur. Mm -hmm. And so he has the sword and you would think King Arthur is not going to relinquish Excalibur for anyone. Right. I don't even think he would do it for his nephew, but he definitely Mm -hmm. would do it for his unspoken son, his bastard son. It's just another nuance that I was like, this has to be his son. And he's just unwilling to discuss it. Exactly. So anyway, he decapitates the Green Knight and at that point thinks I'm the winner when the Green Knight rises and takes his severed head in hand and mocks him, but tells him in a year's time, you will come to my chapel six days to the north and I, and you will receive in, in like of what you have done to me. Right. Right. And so now he's shitting his pants like, oh, damn, you know, I didn't I kill I killed him seemingly, but he's not dead. And now yeah. I'm a dead. I'm basically a dead man. Yep. And then but he goes little... off on an adventure that's 
very surreal, you know. Well, and the adventure is basically, and I've read up on, you know, on, you know, these things. And I read the Green Knight in the past. Uh, I, I want to read Tolkien. He he redid the 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 quest. You know, he redid oh, the tale. Okay. Tolkien did it. Obviously, uh, that would be one to read just because I'm a Tolkien fanatic. Um, well, I'm actually I, surprised. I didn't know that he did, but I'm surprised he didn't oh, read yeah. it already. <laughs> well, I read bits and pieces of it when I was a kid, but I wasn't, I, you know, yeah. I didn't have enough sense to really dig into it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, so he is now given this task. He has to, he has no other choice. I have to go and face the Green Knight. Otherwise, I'll be branded a coward. So he starts off as the most unchivalrous, un, you know, dishonorable, you know, individual that you can imagine. Morgan Le Fay and her witches mm. summon the Green Knight yeah. to court. In fact, they create a letter um, and the letter has the wax seal, which is green, of course, and mm -hmm. it's brought to court and it's given and uh, the queen reads the letter and it's almost like in in a um, a hybrid voice. It's almost like a right. suppressed voice of her own. But she speaks with the voice of the Green Knight through this letter telling the, mm. the you know, you know, what what is about to occur. And when he goes on this quest before he leaves, his mother gives him this magical sash that will protect him from all injuries. He's given the regalia of of a knight. Right. He's right. given right. armor. He's given a, a great shield that has been blessed by this bishop or, or whomever this this holy man is. They sprinkle holy water on it. It's painted on the inside of a saint on the inside. Right. 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 But he's got this regalia of a of a knight. You know, he's not a knight yet. Yeah. But he's given this. Uh, he's given a sword. He's given the shield. He t the green knight left his axe when he was decapitated. He leaves the axe for him. And that's his. That's basically right. the weapon that the green knight's going to use to, to cut his him. head off. Yes. So he's got to retain this. He's they they bless the, all of these weapons. They bless the, the axe. They fold it up and he goes out on his way. Now, when Arthur is talking to his knights, he's like, you're, you know, you're legends and I'm honored and blessed to, ha to be able to have the, to spend this day with you. Like I am, mm. I am nothing without you. And you have cre um through your hand, you have created this land. I've seen what you have done to this land, right. And what you mm. have wrought here. But when he leaves Camelot, mm. do you notice the land? It is a fucking wasteland. Yeah, that's true. That's it true. Is, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The, I didn't put castle, two and two together. Outside, yeah, outside of the castle and, you know, whatever, uh, uh, Citadel or whatever, it's just, it is a wasteland. It's completely barren. Now, of course, it's the Middle Ages. There's not going to be tons yeah. of traffic and everything else. But still, it, he yeah. says that the land, you know, what you have wrought with your own hands, you have changed the land. You have brought this. So he's saying he's complimenting them for doing this wonderful deed. Right. Right. It, it's right. through the Knights of the Round Table and through their chivalry and honor that they have created yeah. this place. But Camelot is, you know, it's. It's not a paradise. Right, that, you know, right. there's prostitutes and alcohol, uh, alcoholics in the town. The town is on fire in locations. It's, you know, and then when he leaves the town, he starts his quest and, and the place is 
uh, the the countryside is seemingly barren. Exactly. It's not. There's no like farms or anything. Even there's, it seems yeah. right. There's. It's not verdant. Um, right. These kids chase after him, and instead of entertaining the children and you know boasting yeah. to them or or smiling and being enthusiastic as you would assume a knight would. He right, completely right. ignores these kids. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. just goes on about his way. He's dry, right, you know, going down the road before he comes to the crossroads. There's a a cage with a with a a, a skeleton in it. Somebody right. who has been punished for crimes. You don't know anything yeah. about them, but you see this, you know. Exactly. And it's like, what? Yeah. The, the king's justice, maybe. Right, so, right, right. So it's like you know, you start to think like this is not the you know the tales of. Of the true, you know, of what you would assume Camelot and King or the Arthurian cycle would be like. Right, right, right. So this is already a different type of place. And I really enjoyed this type of um this this alternate view of, yeah. of the myth. Exactly. So, I don't know. I could go on and on about these details because I watched it again the other night because we were like, oh, let's talk about this. And you hadn't seen it. I saw it only once, but I was like, I need to see this movie again and maybe even own it and watch it on a regular basis because that's how much I like it. Right, right, right. But right. I was like, all right, let's check it out. And I was like, OK, let's let's see this movie again. And I'm like, oh, these little nuances. I'm like, I really need to, like, pay attention to it now. You know, I I didn't even realize Unfortunately, I cut off the movie, but there is an after credit scene. Yes, there is. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know. And then I had oh. to, I was like, I found out later and I was like, oh, crap. So then I ended up ha having to watch it because I had already shut down my computer and everything. So I watched it on my phone. I was like, oh, that adds a new twist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. It does add a new twist. So right. I, I know I know we're like at an hour. I don't want to keep yeah. going on. We don't want to gush. But yeah. there's some things yeah. we want to touch on. So he as a typical quest, he hits on different beats. He goes to uh, this one uh, one house that he uh, well, he, he meets up with a person in a field, uh, a barren field with uh, that was, uh, uh, you know, strewn like with the bodies scene. of a yeah, battle. That, right. And he he was tested for generosity and fails and right. so he gets mugged in the woods basically and he gets set upon by these robbers who tie him up and he's going to die you know and he's yeah. he has to escape but they steal they break his shield they cut the sash uh, you know from his waist they right. steal every, they steal everything basically they take the green knight's axe so they take his horse he's got nothing left they take all his money whatever he had on him and basically now he's he's destitute he is he's not right. even a knight he tells them please please and they make fun of him so he goes from he was able to escape because they leave him for dead and they left his sword it was the only thing they didn't take of his and he cuts himself free and is able to escape and he takes you know he takes a sword but that's basically all he has he has no sash right. it was taken from him and, even his and horse he, is gone all right even his horse is gone so yeah. he he leaves and he, and he's traveling. He finds a whole a house that's abandoned, and and from there he he is set upon by a ghost of a woman who basically tells him, you know, I, I was murdered and they cut my head from my body when that when I refused to allow them to rape me, they killed me and threw my head in the bottom of this lake. Apparently, like, that's another legend, Winifred, yes, which I had never is. heard of before. Yeah, it, yeah. it's another legend. It, it's not part of the yeah. original tale. Right. It's not. Yeah, she's yeah, yeah. actually uh, a saint. Yeah. 
Right, but she it it's it was really a a, a perfectly placed uh, yeah you know, yeah evolution to the story. It was really so well done. Right, and so he's like, and and so if you're chivalrous, you're going to do what you can. You you know, you're the object of a knight is you embody what is best in all men. Exactly. You're pious. You're you're generous. You're um, you're chivalrous, you're brave, you know, you have all of these qualities that I think even modern people, not just men, but modern people aspire to Aspiring. most of exactly. these qualities. Exactly. We, I mean, many fall short. I'm not here to pass judgment. I'm just saying right. in this, you are here to pass judgment. You're you're on the road to, to knighthood. You're on a great quest. And when she confronts him and says, can you pull my go into the lake, retrieve my skull and bring it back to me so I could rest. You could put right. me at rest. He, he goes, what's in it for he me? Goes, what exactly. <laughs> and, like, what? Like, what? <laughs> and it was actually a little funny the way she's like, why would you say that? <laughs> right, right. What's wrong or when he, he's like, he's not sure if he, if she's alive or a ghost at first. Right, and right. he goes to it's touch her. Like, he goes to touch her and she recoils from him. It was like, <laughs> you should wrong? know a, a knight should know better than that. Don't touch me. So... <laughs> And it's funny because this woman in life was raped or was attacked yes. and when or when she fought off her rapist, he murders right. her. Yeah. So you kind of understand that. And he eventually, you know, fails that test in that he's not he doesn't think in in a terms of chivalry or generosity. Right, he's like, right, what's in right. it for me? What am I going to get out of it? And and so he ends up begrudgingly doing the right thing. He, she's yeah. like, do you know, you should be doing this for its own sake. He yeah. jumps in, retrieves her skull, brings it back and and wakes up the next morning. And she gr gives him the Green Knight's axe like he sees yeah. it in the room. And so he's like, oh, and you would think, well, maybe if I do good deeds, I will be rewarded. Right. And right. so. And I'm like, all right, so this guy's on his way. So he did the right thing. The spirit grants him the axe. So he gets, I'm like, oh, well, maybe now he'll get the regalia back. Yeah. You know, and so I'm thinking, all right, so now he's going on from there and he and he travels through the next stages of this. Uh, and he's just walking through the countryside and dealing with there's no civilization. There's just the greenness of the, the countryside, you know. The further away from Camelot he goes, the more um the more verdant the land has become mm, and so mm. it's like is it civilization per se maybe you know civilization brings with it its own iniquities right and right right um so but he's traveling he does poisonous mushrooms right and he starts tripping right, and everything right, you know, right. anyone who's done mushrooms you're like mushrooms do not come on that fast you know yeah, it's like yeah, 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 but yeah, it's right. like all right well maybe they're poisonous mushrooms you know in, in he, fairy tale land maybe they do. <laughs> yeah exactly um but he's traveling and at this point it's almost like um he a fox comes to him and he's trying right. to he, tries to chase it off and then finally the fox stays behind and realize and he realizes okay well i guess he's gonna have a friend on this journey um yeah and i did a little research and in irish myth and and in other uh lore the fox is kind of uh you know like a loki figure where he's a trickster but a uh, fox is yeah a fox is also this type of companion 
on the road that brings fortune or that can bring you right, to right. the end yeah. you know, that you're trying to look for. And so yeah. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty clever. So the fox comes in and takes him to the next part of the journey. He encounters these giants in right. the middle of nowhere and was like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. hey, will you give me a ride? You know, can I right, you know, right. ride upon your shoulder? And uh, they go to take him and the fox like, you know, howls at the, right, the giant. Right, right. So he's he kind of is encountering these strange things. But the camera uh, is riding behind him like at a high elevation over yeah. this barren rock. And then the camera does a mid, the midsummer where, yes. where it flips. And yep. now you're looking at under, you know, like from a different angle. And I'm like, that's perfect because this tail is like it's flipped on its head. Yeah. Taking uh, your typical fairy tale, you know, mythology, whatever, and just flipping it. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it takes him to the next part of the journey. But I'm like, he's upside down because he's not following this right hero's journey. You know, like right. his tail is upside down, literally, because mm. he's not he's not. He doesn't understand. He's not traveling within. He's not going within himself to understand what's needed to to actually succeed. So he go, you know, he goes to the Lord's house and he meets the Lord, his wife, and the people here in this journey are almost mirrors of the people that he left behind, right? Right, right. And so it's like he sees the Lord and it's almost like he's you know, like almost like a shadow of King Arthur, you know, he's, mm, he's got yeah. that same type of mentality. He right. sees the Lord's wife who is played by the same actress the that same plays actress. his love interest. Essel, yes. right. Yeah. Essel's Essel is uh, the prostitute that, that is in love with him. Um, and here she's here. The Like uh, it's, it, she's a noble woman. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But there, you know, and so, the the uh, Lord tells him, oh, you know, you're only a short less than a day's journey from the chapel now. And he's like, you should stay here for a few days, rest and get your wits about you and we'll feed you. And, um, you know, and then, you know, the day of, you know, Christmas Day, I'll even, mm -hmm. you know, grant you, I'll give you a horse and you can, you know, spend, you know, the short distance and go to the chapel and, you know, fulfill your quest. So he decides to stay. And there's an old woman in the house, the only other person in this story who's blindfolded right. like his mm. mother. Yeah. So you, I, I was like, this lady's a witch. There's something going to happen with her. But at least I think it's almost like, um, you know, various witches throughout different cultures, like the Nor the three Norns mm. or, you know, like these these other witches. They take on this role where they're blind. And I remembered right, even right. like um, in uh, the Greek mythology where the three witches, they only had one eye to share amongst oh, all of yeah, them. Remember yeah, that yeah. in the Clash Stig of the Titans? Stygian witches, right? Yeah, yeah. Like right. they were blind yeah. too. And right. even just like in other myths, it was like Tiresias, the blind seer. It's like you yeah. sacrifice the physical sight to gain right. sight in the, uh, you know, uh, in the other world. You know, you gain the you know additional like, you know, psychic sight. Right. So so but he's he's told by the Lord, whatever you take, I will give you, you know, I'm going to go hunting the next couple of days. I will give you whatever fruits of my land. But whatever right. you get, whatever you get from my house, you'll give back you to me. Back to me. Right. Right. And he's like, well, what could I give you that you already don't That's own? He's like, exactly. well, it's up to you. you. You'll see. Right. 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 And so his wife comes on to the, you know, Gowan. Gowan yeah. Yeah. And a couple of times and he spurns her. Right. And she's like, oh, right. you know, and then till finally she's like, do you want this? You know, like, me, right. do you want me? 
And he's like, yes. And so he gives into her and they they couple and it's very brief, you know, right. And he, awkward. And <laughs> it's brief and awkward. And then he and then she gives him a gift. Yes. And she gives him a, the green sash that she claims to have made for him. Yes. It, it's, it's the same sash. Exactly. And it happens to be covered in. <laughs> and so she and then he looks down, he realizes he's holding the sash covered in his yes. own semen. Yes. And so it's like, whoa, like this is so, you know, it's it's not it's off putting. You should yes. never have be, you. You broke an oath where you yes. betrayed the the, you know, your your host, host which exactly. is a horrible sin. Right. So. And it's like, yet again, he fails. And then after he has this quickie, she says, you're no knight. Yeah. yeah. And so that's that's like an ultimate insult where she's coming on to him as a test and he fails. Right, fails. Exactly. And then she's putting in his face. You're no knight. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then he and then she leaves him and he turns around and the blind woman is in the fucking right. Room. Right. And I'm like, oh, man, this guy can't win. He just can't win. And so even the I, next you know, he's leaving and the 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 Lord corners him in his land when he's just trying. He's like, I, you know, basically, I just have to get out of here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he and asks so, him. Uh, uh, you know, to get basically uh, give back to, you know, is there anything that you got that you should give back to me? And then he's, he says no. So he failed that too. So exactly. So at least, you know, then the, the Lord takes a kiss from him. He kisses him. Right. He's taking back what basically his wife gave him. And it could have been yeah. even further. Like he could, right, I think. Right. And and Gowan decides at that point to, you know, remove the hand from his face. But he he didn't protest very hard. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I mean? It was almost like, yeah, yeah no, that's I'm not into it, man. You know, that's not yeah. my thing. <laughs> right. And he he doesn't even tell him about the sash. Like he keeps the sash as a gift. Exactly. He should have returned the sash. All right. I get it. You don't want to make love to the Lord because that was the thing you could at least give him the sash back, but no, he keeps no, it out of, exactly. out of his own fear of mortality. I mean, we can go on and on. There's tons of nuance in this, in this movie. Right. This, right. Right. You know, I'm really happy you like this film too, because you know, oftentimes we have different tastes completely in, in Absolutely. Movie. No, no, As this people, one was actually, Right. Yeah, yeah, we had yeah, like yeah, 30, 30 videos, some odd yeah. episodes. Right. You know, we sometimes we agree, but for the most <laughs> right. part, we have different tastes, in which why I think our podcast works. I enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes that, we find a film and it's like, fuck, yes. Oh, yeah. No, this was actually really good. It was so well thought out, well planned. Yeah. You know, it was just so uh, uh, deep. You know, it was just that. Yes. And, and it wasn't, it wasn't you know, boring, like your attention kept going as, you know, as it kept escalating. And then, yeah. So yeah. I, and, I actually and what really... I like, there were moments of quiet. Yeah. And peace, you yeah. know, where he's right. walking through the woods or there's introspection. It's like almost like you have time for the scene to breathe. Yes. And before it heads to the next quest, you know what I mean? There's right. a next step in the quest, which ultimately takes us to, an argument with the fox and the fox basically starts talking and says, if you go there, you're dead. Like he's going to yep, kill you. Yeah. Yeah. And so Gowan's like, I just have to go. And I think he's kind of resigned himself to the fact that I have to die because what am I going to do? Like go back and yeah. say like nothing happened. 
So he chases the fox off. He goes he goes to the chapel and waits. Christmas morning comes and they wait. And then finally, the the Green Knight rouses from a slumber, which he's Mm. probably in for the last year. He now has his head attached and he's like, "Okay, let's you know now. Are you ready? And he's like, yeah, I'm ready. And he's wearing the green sash, which will make him invulnerable. Right. And do you want to say this part? Well, uh, sure. He he basically um, at first he flinches. The the uh, the, the Green yes. Knight is holding up his axe. He's about to come down, and he flinches. And Green Knight's uh, telling him, "Look, when I did it, I didn't flinch at all. So now you got to be brave, you know." And so he holds up the axe again. And then what does he do? He bolts. He takes off. Runs off. And then he he goes ends up back in Camelot. I think he had uh, you know yeah, uh, yeah, directly yeah. there. And then uh, King the King Arthur King Arthur and Guinevere both die. He gets the sword. He eventually becomes king. He uh, impregnates Essel. They have a child. The um, uh, and then he ends up abandoning her for another. A noble woman, a right? legitimate queen, a, la- a legitimate exactly, queen, exactly a legitimate queen, and then he um, ends up. His son dies in battle. Well, yeah. Well, he takes the son from Essel and gives her some coins. That's right? Yes, that's he right. He takes his son yes. from her. Yes, and he, and he throws the coins on the blood where she gave birth. Right, right, and I don't even think he did it. He had one of the handmen yeah, or exactly. handmaids, rather. Exactly. One of the when he had them drop the coin, which is right. so nasty. It was, a, yeah. it was like it was like he treated her like a prostitute. Yes, exactly, exactly. And then uh, w- what ends up happening? He at one point his the the castle, I guess Camelot, is under siege. And he's up to his last men have run ran, uh, run away from him, and then all of a sudden he decides, you know what? He takes off the sash, and do you notice when he took it off, it almost like he was eviscerating himself, almost like ripping his own guts out. I don't right. know if you noticed that. Like there was literally a sound that went as he was taking the sash out. It just it, it was almost like intestines being pulled out of his his stomach. You know, oh, so, I didn't notice and, that. Yeah, it was like it was almost making a sound. Like you know, like this is he's so reliant on this thing that taking it, was it a off piece was of like himself. Ripping, exactly taking it off, yeah. and then his his head just c- comes clear off, lands on the ground, and his his uh crown rolls off yes and you realize this is all the flashback that was the longest flashback scene too i'm like this ever is a crazy I was not anticipating that that was a flashback i was like no what? okay yeah man that was yeah. really like and then it so then it takes you back to the to the chapel you know now so you're the back moment that he's exactly he's about to be beheaded yep yeah. And so, you know, and you realize and then he says, is this all there is? Right. You know, meaning like, is that it? Like, I'm I'm going to go back and be king. And you realize that he lives. He's living in fear, which is why yeah. he has the sash. And then if he was to go back, he would live his entire life in the in the same in the shadow of that fear. Yeah. Yeah. And then he realized that. I would rather live one day 
in honor and yeah. being a noble knight one day than live an entire life uh you know as a coward yep and that's why at that point as the green knight's about to lop his head off he's like wait and then he takes off the sash yes <laughs> and then the green knight just comes up to him and he's like okay off with your head and that's it yeah yeah he, he draws a finger up. across his neck and he says right. off with your head and so which is cut. brilliant right right and then right. just cut cut to credits exactly yeah. it's it's so well done and i love that how he you know lives that moment like he basically sees his life flash before his eyes yeah that's basically what that whole scene is and it's got to be yes. at, at least 20 minutes long yeah, oh yeah absolutely it was yeah his, his whole life and death but then the after credits the uh scene go ahead and all right so what what are the after credit scene so they have a little or, girl. or yeah. do you want to leave it secret and let people watch it for themselves uh, all right let's let's leave it that way yeah. let's leave it secret. Yeah, a little stay surprise past, little twisty twist yeah yeah stay past the credits guys stay past the yeah. credits. so this is not an action film this is a no. thought-provoking uh medieval tale so if, yes. if yeah so it's like you would you wouldn't turn the canterbury tales into into a, a uh, lethal movie. weapon yeah, right or right, lethal right. weapon you know what i mean yeah, that's not yeah. that's not this movie so you know this um i really enjoyed this movie i hope you guys do too this is that kind of film where it's so thought provoking and makes you really what wish that we had um some type of um test you right. know, to, to, to a test of a, a rite of passage, which we don't have anymore. There right, are no rites right. of passage in our modern society. No. And it makes you realize, like, I think I think we pale in comparison because there had to have been rites of passage, you know, back. Right. Uh, right. Along, yeah. uh, you know, in the past, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. moments of um, where you realize, uh, you know, I I'm ch I've changed like I, I I'm I'm right pushing myself towards a, a being a better individual and and i have something to aspire to and i think this movie shows us that we do have something to aspire to and then we could be better than, right. than what we right. allow ourselves to be you know and 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 if you start off your life doing the wrong thing and you spend years on a quest to get to that point you have a choice you could still turn back you know you could still decide to to do the right thing and become the right person that you want to be which i think this you know gowan does at the end of this movie he becomes he becomes a knight you know and all of those right. things that he wanted to be um and so i i really did think that david lowry uh he had a story to tell and and did a kick-ass job of telling oh yeah absolutely absolutely so it's, now, um, yeah, how many Excaliburs uh, are you going to uh, to issue? Out of four, right? Out of four. Oh, well, we usually oh. do five, right? Is it five? Okay, yeah. Honestly, I would definitely give it a. I, I'd give it a five. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought this movie was excellent. I thought it was really, yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 inclined to say a five only because I don't even know if we've ever given a five before, but. Uh, I, I, I would say sometimes the pacing can be a little bit too slow for modern audiences. Right, I'm going to give right. it a four and a half, but I absolutely yeah. adore this movie. I think it's just fantastic. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought it was really good. It, it, for me, the pacing was great. I mean, I was never 
despite the fact that there were times for, like uh, like you said to, to rest for me i was never bored with it you know no me neither it was, me yeah neither. yeah really good really good movie awesome definitely recommend okay. it there you have it folks uh the green yes. knight it's definitely one to watch like i've said before i i own this soundtrack on vinyl i love it it's it's fantastic i uh I, it's definitely a movie that I'm going to purchase. Uh, maybe I'll do it tomorrow. I'll go to the A24 website and go pick up a copy. But uh, yeah, definitely grab it. Uh, watch it. You could rent this on Amazon Prime. It's $3.99, so it's not expensive. Uh, it's definitely money well spent. So dig it. Dig it. All right. So we're going to be uh, reviewing on a regular basis. We're going to be talking about some of our other projects that we got going on. Look for the other episodes where we recite excerpts from the novel that I wrote called uh, The Legend of Ozark Pete and the Devil's Toenail, which we're going to be starting those uh, episodes up as well. So, mm. uh, yeah, we really are in it for the long haul. We hope you guys you know, are interested in what we're doing. And uh, we... Uh, Hope to see you soon. Rock and roll.